I'm very sorry for your pain. It rattles you. And it seems like everything is black, everything is dark. And I want to try to go through this piece by piece and then hopefully to give you guidance and hope. Her behavior of cursing you out, saying, don't come to my funeral, I won't come to your funeral, I hate your guts, you stink, you smell, uh, you make me sick, you disgust me, all of that is something that many, many TP parents um, have dealt with. Um, painful, but successfully. As you heard before from the testimonies, and there are hundreds of them, literally, where we always win this. So you're in a terrible battle, but the, the Mahalach is very clear. And um, I'm going to try to give it over to you um, as clear as possible. And the details of, of, of each family's challenge with um, a child that is in this category, um, whether it's violence, drugs, the cursing, the, all, that whole thing, these are all manifestations of pain. And I'm hopefully going to have Seata Deshmaya to be able to break it down for you and to tell you what you need to do. First of all, it's important that you understand that we have the medicine for this. Difficult, not difficult, we'll get to. But the hardest thing is when you have a problem and you don't know the solution. And over here, you can go to a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't have clarity. They'll tell you, you have to tell her, put your foot down and tell her you cannot treat parents like this. At the end of the day, she'll be homeless. At the end of the day, she'll, her violence will, will get higher. I don't find any success with that. And I have tremendous success in doing what we do. But it's difficult. But again, you want to have a solution. You want to have a solution that's going to have peace in the, in the home and is going to get her to not behave this way. And like you heard, that down the road, whenever that's going to be, that the bad feelings are going to be gone. She's going to be your best kid, be there for you. And all this is going to be history. And you're going to walk her down the chuppah and you, she's going to thank you for being an amazing parent. And you're going to have tears in your eyes. That's what, that's what we want. So I could tell you what has consistently worked. And the reason I say that is because we have no kids on the street. We have no kids being you know, hatzala calling and, and, and not because of psychiatric. We have sometimes people get sick physically or psychiatrically, but because of this, at, at the rate that you were going with the conflict and pulling things away from her and then her kicking you and you, you holding her, that's going to end up with police, Hatzalah, Shomrim, social services, psych ward, she's going to threaten to kill you, threaten to kill herself. You, you just took her life, which was heading in this direction, and it's going the opposite direction. Now, let's break it down. First of all, you say that she claims that you are all of the pain in her life. Unfortunately, that's not true because I wish it was true. If the person who's causing her pain is you, we have the, the highest chance of success. If it's other people who hurt her sexual trauma or abuse, and they're not going to be here to, to make up for it and to apologize and to let her punch them in the face until she, she gets back some power and us to do all of the things that we need to do to, to heal that wound. But if it's mom and dad... Wonderful. I hope, I hope you are the source of her trauma. Not that you should be. But when somebody is in this terrible place and the entire source is mom and dad, which is not usually the case, there's usually a lot of other, other problems. But fine, you've made mistakes, you're here, and you can fix the mistakes. Now, 
if you're listening to your story subjectively, if you're listening to it as an outsider, which I'm sure all the people on the Zoom group are hearing, you're involved in a, in, a, in a fight. You throw a punch, she throws a punch. You throw a punch, she throws a punch. She doesn't see what she did to you, but you don't see what you did to her to escalate the situation. She thinks, I can't trust you. You think, I can't trust you. Because nobody's acknowledging where they started from. She did something terrible, but because of what she did, there's a response to that. We did not take that response. We have to use bad behavior to fix drama. When things are calm, I'm very happy for you, but you can't get deep in there. The way you build trust is when something goes wrong. The way you rebuild the trust that you're not a crazy person that she thinks you are, or a punisher or a screamer or whatever, is when she screws up and you say, I totally understand you. I really understand you. That will give her the space. First of all, none of this would happen. And that will give her the space to realize, you know, I also did something wrong. It takes time. It takes years. But we wouldn't have any drama, no drama, no drama. She broke into your phone because she felt that she didn't trust you. The NKN is good. She wouldn't have done that. But she found things that she felt is a total betrayal of her trust. Imagine a wife goes into her husband's phone, which she shouldn't, but she has a hunch. She finds out that he's cheating on her, God forbid, and then he gets angry at her. You broke my trust. You went into my phone. Whoa. That is not what this is about. This is about that you broke my trust. No, you broke my trust. Give me the back. I want to delete it. Escalate, 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 escalate. You never dealt with the problem because we're always pointing fingers. She started. She did something wrong. Whether she had a hunch or she just did something wrong because she's not behaving normal. Cuckoo. But the bottom line is, it's very easy to deal with that. To deal with the issue. I understand why you're upset. Not to look at her, you did something wrong. Yes, she broke in into the house. And, and you can arrest her for breaking and entering. But then she caught you stealing her silver. So now what are you putting it back on her for? Because she did something wrong? She sees, I caught you. Adraba, I had siyata deshmaya. I'm lucky. My hunch was good. Or, or my gut instinct was good. For some reason, I went into your phone. If she wouldn't have found anything, you never would have known. She would get better over time. Here, she confronted you because she found something. And you're like, you broke into my phone? She's telling you, you cheated on me. You destroyed my life. You broke my trust. And you're saying, you what? You broke my trust. So first of all, I agree with her, not you. And second of all, you dealt with it wrong. If she broke your trust and went into your phone, but found things that broke her trust, deal with her pain. We'll deal with the misdemeanor of breaking into your phone or that stuff. That's not going to make or break her to become a healthy person who's not in psych wards and not in the police station and not on the street and not homeless and not on drugs. Let's not escalate. Let's not, you don't take that and make that into a, a, a teaching moment, especially when you were caught with your, with your fingers in the cookie jar. You listen to the person. You say, okay, let's calm down. Or you know what? I'm really upset. Or I, let's, let's talk about this tomorrow. You never get violent. You never get angry. You just listen. And if you do this correctly, you're misaking. You do a tikkun. You fix all the times in her history that she has, that my parents get angry at me, my parents get angry, my parents get angry at me. Now, I think that all the times you got angry at her were also for good reason. 
But she, like you say, she doesn't remember the reason because it doesn't justify anger. It doesn't justify to get angry in her eyes and in our eyes. Sometimes maybe you responded properly, but many times you responded in your own words, not properly, which is abuse. Now, you're not an abusive person. You don't have to go to jail. But when you break trust and you respond like many parents respond with anger, Nesiva Shalom says very, very clear, you're never allowed to be angry when you're doing chinuch on your child. Because when you're angry, it's like you're serving idols. In the middle of bowing to an idol, now you're going to do chinuch, and it doesn't work. It, it adds emotion to the thing. It, it's not proper chinuch. There's a hundred reasons why not to do it. And you did it. So even if she did from one to a hundred, she did a 20. If you reacted with anger, you reacted with an 80. That's not justified. That's abusive. Anything above 20 is abusive. So she has a history where she feels that her misbehavior, first of all, she may not see it as misbehavior because she's not well. And even if she does see it, the response wasn't proportionate. Now, I'm not blaming you. I'm not condemning you. She's been a very, very difficult kid her whole life. I don't think I could have done better, and I'm not judging you. I'm just showing you her perspective so that way you could fix it. You can go to family therapy if you want for 100 years, and she could express to you all of this. I could just tell you, accept the fact that something happened to her which made her misbehave, which made her not realize she's misbehaving which made her act difficult and not realize that she's difficult and which made her highly sensitive to the way you treated her. So even if you're angels, she would feel you abused me and it happens all the time. How do you know you didn't? Because look at your other kids. You treated her the same as the other kids and they love you and, and they're fine. And you maybe made some mistakes, but you don't go to jail for that. You didn't kill anybody. So it's a mixture of because she was highly sensitive because of either mental illness or a previous trauma, whatever it is. And she had this thing where she didn't realize what she did wrong. So therefore, she just kept on feeling attacked, attacked, attacked. It eroded the trust in her parents. You caused her, even though you didn't mean to, a tremendous amount of pain. This is enough of a reason to commit suicide. This is enough reason to drop out of school. This is enough of a reason to do drugs. It's so painful for kids these days when they feel... My parents never understood me. They never took my, my side. They abused me. And there are so many parents on the chat that are dealing with this right now, especially our friend, which we'll hear from, from a different country. I'm just, I'm videoing this, so I don't want to give this away. He's going through the same thing. Tzaddik, tzaddikim, soft-spoken, wonderful. And the kid now is in, in, the, in that mode. It's your fault. My life is ruined because of you. You abused me. All of this. Yes, tikva, there is hope. Because like you heard before testimony, and you can listen to as many testimonies on the group, hundreds of them. The medicine is hachna'a. The medicine is very simple. Simple in, in ideal, in ideology. Difficult to do. But you guys are angels, and you said it yourself. You're in the right place. You said, I'll do anything to save her. I'll do anything to save her. First of all, what she says when she's angry is meaningless. I'm, th- I'm not coming to your funeral, funeral, meaningless. That's how she feels today. That's how she feels because she feels that such a lack of trust and, and, and relying, and I'm stuck with you and you hurt me and you're such a cause of pain to me in my life. Nebuch, that she feels that. Hazit. Nebuch. That's what we have to fix. 
And Be'ezus Hashem, we will, with your commitment and God's help. But now that she says that, she's saying all kinds of things. Many kids have said, F-U-C-K, drop dead. Um, and the same words. Why'd you have me? Why do you have kids? Just because you guys wanted to have a kid that night doesn't mean I have to suffer my whole life. I'm never bringing kids to the world. You want to know what people say when they're angry? What kids say when they're angry? Wow. Hitler should have done the job, should have finished the job. We had a kid who said, I'm an atheist. He said, Hitler should have killed. Um, I'm going to light myself on fire in Times Square just so there'll be one less effing Jew in the world. He said about himself. That kid, by the way, today is from Erlich. Sweet, calm, kind, just takes a lot of time. But consistently, the mother came every week to group. She did what she had to do. He even threatened her. She was scared to go home. He thought She thought he would stab her. Now he's the sweetest kid. Because what happened? You don't become sweet. They don't change. They are sweet. They're in pain. She feels her perspective could be wrong. But if you want to fix her, you got to look at her perspective. Mommy and daddy are monsters. And we know it's not true. So it means it's a misunderstanding. So how do you fix a misunderstanding? With Hachna, with Anava, is to become angels and you will save her. And I would never be able to do this. I would never be able to do this, but we have parents here doing it every day. And they mamish able, they will carry you. I will tell you what to do. I'll tell you, I cannot do this. You have to work out and have muscles in your brain. But you know what? You know why you'll do it? Because it's your child. And you'll do anything to save your child. And also because if you don't do it, life at home is going to get much worse for you. So, you know, they say don't appease a terrorist. That's if you have some terrorist named Mohammed that broke into your house and, and kidnapped you. Maybe don't appease him. But your child, you have to appease. First of all, because you can't delete her. So if things are going to get worse, your life is going to get worse. She's going to constantly be screaming and angry and attacking. We have to get out of this for our sake, but even more because you love her. You want her to have a chance at a normal life. We have to fix this. I look at this as a painful opportunity. It needed to happen. It needed to happen so you can fix this and you can embark on realizing that the only way to fix this level of depth of pain that she has since she's a child, whether she's right or whether it's perceived in her mind, this is what she thinks she's dealing with. She's going to go to therapy for a hundred years. She'll never get over it. When we are in this situation that she is wrong and we respond differently than we did when she was wrong in the past, that's how we show her that we changed. TP is not a game. We don't do TP. I'm doing TP. No, I learned. I learned that she's in pain. I learned how to deal with pain. I learned what I need to do as a parent to deal with someone in pain. I have knowledge. I have information. I have tools. It's not a game. It's not a game. I learned. You go to a parenting class, well, how to, how to deal with a two-year-old. You're doing Dr. Spock if he's still around. No, you're, you have information. You're empowered. Don't do TP. Learn how to deal with someone who's acting this way. Understand that it's trauma. Understand that it's probably sexual abuse. Understand that it's not her fault. Understand her perspective that she doesn't see what she does wrong. She never did. 
and understand that the way we responded to her, even if we responded to every other normal kid this way, for her it was painful. And understand that the only way to take out the knife that's deep inside of her that she feels and give her a, a chance at life is by us doing the work. We don't need family therapy. You're not evens. You're not equals. It's not even Steven. She punched me, so I punched her. She grabbed the phone, so I grabbed it back. She's a child who's sick. You're an adult. You're trained. You're Hatzala. You're Shomrim. You're a prince. You're not in the riffraff. Not because we have ego, because we have Anava. We're humble. We realize, honey, I understand you. I'm sorry. It must have been so hard for you to hear things that, that broke your trust in us. How she heard it is irrelevant. Because to her right now, she doesn't have a little problem. It's like from one to a hundred. She broke into your phone. Not nice. Five, five, a ten. But hearing breaking trust of my parents under me, that's a 95. So of course she's freaking out. Don't catch up. Uh, uh. Can I, can I say What? You want to go ahead? I wanted to say something. No, wait. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. So, somebody goes ahead and thinks that his partner in business is stealing. So, he puts in a hidden video camera, and he sees in the middle of the night that the partner comes in and steals the diamonds. So, he freaks out at him. How could you do this to me? How could you steal the diamonds? How could you... I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'm going to kill you. And the other guy says, you put a video camera? How could you put a video camera? I hear you. It's not so nice. I had a hunch or whatever, where I was wrong. But we're talking about what I caught you with. Now, again, she's either wrong or or she's right or she's right and she's right. Could be she's wrong, but she thinks she's right. Could be she's right, and she thinks it could be a little of each. It doesn't matter because when we're parents, we don't want to win. We want to really win. We don't want to win the battle. We want to win the war. I could almost give you a a a guarantee, but I, I just I'm not Rebbeim Kanievsky. I can't give you a haftacha. I can't give you a guarantee, but I could tell you, I don't believe, to my knowledge, that we ever had a parent in this situation, which there were many, that our plan to fix the situation didn't work really well. Now, let's say I'm wrong, so let's call it 98%. Let's call it 95% success rate. For sure, not less than that. So the idea is humble. We're not in a fight with her, like you said, so good. I'm going to beat her up. She's punching me. I'm going to punch her back. She's a kid. Not because we have to do the same thing, not just physically, but even emotionally, psychiatrically. She's a child. She has no future. She's really in a lot of pain. She feels that you're the source of the pain. Good. Fix the problem. Become a Rachum. Become a Chanon. Become an Erech Make sure that whenever we're in a situation where we previously would have behaved one way, that we show her that, no, we, we do the other way. No judgment. No blame. No, I don't trust you. How could you do this to me? I'm take, give it to me. None of that works. But what fixes the problem is the opposite. You know, I thought about it. It must have been really hard for you to find out this information and you don't trust us. I understand you. It's very real. I believe you. A lot of kids would break, would feel a, a broken trust in their parents. And that's like break, broken legs. 
So her legs broke in a car accident. And now she's saying all kinds of things. And that Tzala guy is coming and he's hurting her. And she's saying, I'm going to kill Atzala. I'm going to sue Atzala. She's in pain. She's going to say a lot of terrible things. Broken people, broken people say a lot of things that they don't mean. Some things maybe they do mean, but that can change over time. I want to see her in five years from now with you walking her down that chuppah and her having nothing but goodness. And the way to get there, read the section of TP Manual, taking out the knives and become super humble. We are going to really as if she's your boss and you need this job. And you're going to just be on your hands and knees and say, listen, honey, I'm so sorry. It must have been so hard for you. I understand you. And then not only was hard for you, then I got upset at you when I, I wasn't humble enough to just accept that you just found out something that, that really rocked your world. And I'm really sorry. I want to apologize. And you know what she's going to do? She's going to curse you. F you. You're not just going to get out of this by this because that's what people do. I'll tell you a story about myself. I say this story all the time. I wish I had maybe more traumatic stories, but I really didn't because I was a pretty good kid. But this is what happened. My seventh grade Rebbe, who loved me, walked into my classroom. I remember my back was to the door. Chairs were being thrown and, and snack was all over. I don't know. We were acting crazy. He thought I said or screamed something, which I did not. He turned me around, whack. In those days, they used to slap. I hardly got slapped. I was so offended. I was a good kid in the class. He liked me. And he slapped the wrong person. I marched out of the classroom. I went to a different room. The base madrash then was, was, uh, was uh, the lights. It was dark. The lights were off. There was some light coming in through the window. I sat in a chair by the table like this. Seventh grade. So I was uh, 12. And he realized that he hit the wrong guy and he had to come in and iberbate him. He had to come and apologize. He was a nice man. And he came, he sat across from me. He didn't know what to say. And he took out two candies from his pocket and he put it on the table. Now, in the Brady Bunch, right, if this was Disney World, I would have said, oh, wow, you're forgiven. Thank you so much. But I'm a person. I was hurt. You're going to buy me with two candies? But I, I couldn't talk like that, chutzpedik. There was a time that you didn't talk like that to your parents or, or your abeim a long time ago, in the dark ages, 40 years ago. Wow, I'm old, 40 years ago, right? So what did I do? I, 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 I Like Hashem, he didn't, uh, he, he was mashlich kasai, I took my hand and I whacked those two candies across. I remember it flying across the base medrash. I was able to, I couldn't punch him. I couldn't slap him. Don't, you're not going to buy me with candies. I didn't say it. I just did that. He could have said, chutzpah, that's the way you react. I'm coming to apologize to you. And he could have looked at it like that. You don't even realize what you did wrong. He was so humble. He just was quiet. He said, I understand you. I'm so sorry I hit you. I understand you. You're angry. I was able to calm down and forgive him. I was a normal kid. Over here, she feels horrible, feels trust was broken, whatever it was. Kids, it happens all the time. You want her to trust you. You have to prove that you're trustworthy. It starts by saying, I'm so sorry. I love you. I blew it. I'm really sorry. Must have been so hard for you. 
And instead of being compassionate and understanding that you were hurting, I got defensive and then offensive and I made it into a, a fight. I should have been above that. I was wrong. And her reaction is going to be drop dead. Because in order to fix such a deep pain, you need to be tested in such a deep level. According to the level of pain, and I want her to say it. If she says, okay, fine, you, you did a surface wound. You just, you know, someone stabbed 10 inches and they sew up the top inch. You still have nine inches of internal bleeding. I want her to say drop dead. I want her to say F you. I'm not, I want the whole thing. Because I want you to say, I really deserve that. I hear you. I hear you. This is the only way. I always want you to express yourself to me. I want to hear what's on your heart. You could shut her down and say, chutzpah, we don't talk like that. You can do whatever you want. You'll end up, God forbid, with a dead kid or a drug. She's disconnected from parents. This is the only way that I found. Complete like you're an angel without feelings. You're being metapel. You're doing a treatment. You can't afford to be human. That's all a guy comes to the scene of the crime. He cannot be human. Maybe afterwards he'll go for therapy. Maybe you need to do some therapy if it's affecting you. But right now you have a treatment to do. And it's empowering because you have full control over her future. You can look at her and say, you're crazy. How could you talk like this? Blah, 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 blah. And you'll kill her. You have full control. If you can rise up and not be human and not take it personally. I know it's hard. I cannot do this. But you have to. And you can. And you can get chizuk from all the parents who are going to tell you that they've done it on this level and even worse sometimes. It's not fair. I don't know why Hashem does this, but it's so beautiful. And when you do it, you think, wow, Hashem, I know how you feel. Hashem, you give us life. You give us money. You give us happiness. You give us health. And we hurt you with it. And then we get angry at you. People have tightness on Hashem. How could you do this to me? Why are you doing this to me? All the time. I just learned in the Siva Shalom, it talks about how people could have tainus in Hashem and come to Hashem with tainus. Why'd you give me a sick child? Why'd you give me this? How can we that? Hashem gives us everything. And now, Kirachim of Albanim came to Rachim Hashem Aleinu. You're becoming godly. You're becoming godly. I remember I came home in the middle of COVID. I went, I went, I ran to the office and then I came home and I told my kids to order supper for me. I come in at 1130 at night. My two boys are having a late supper. I walk in, did you get me? And they both look at me like, we forgot. Now, I asked them to order for me. How could you forget while using my credit card? I paid for the supper, right? I smiled. I didn't get angry at all. I smiled. I said, I feel like Hashem. (laughs) What? I said, yeah, I do this to Hashem all the time. I use his credit card and I forget about him. I use his gifts and I forget about him. Right? I said, I feel like Hashem. Using my credit card, and you forgot about me. You're going to become godly. You're going to become like Hashem, who gives and is infinitely patient and supplies us even when we sin. And when we sin, we create mashchisim, angels that are, are that want to kill us and gobble us up. And Hashem feeds them and says, wait, 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 don't hurt my boy. Don't hurt my girl. They're going to do tshuva one day. I'll feed you. Taimi Devarah says, just like Hashem is Zan Umafarnais Kal Ha'ilam Kulai, just like He gives Parnasa and food and sustenance to the entire world, He gives sustenance to the Mashkisim that we create when we sin against Him. After He gives us the energy and the brains and everything to sin against Him, we sin against Him, we create Malachi Chavola that want to suck the blood out of us and kill us, 
And Hashem says, no, 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 no. I'll give you sustenance. I'll pay the drug dealer. Leave my kid alone. Because I, I know he's good, he's good and he's going to do tshuva one day. I, and you're going to become godly. Learn the time of the virus because you have no choice but to become godly in order to save your daughter. And you will, and you can, and it's the only way. And she's going to curse you. And you're going to say, yeah, and deeper. Now we're, now we're healing level two inch of the knife. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, well, I'm never going to. And you're going to go again. Kind, calm. You have a right to be angry at me for the rest of my life. But I want to tell you something. I love you. I'm never abandoning you. And until my last breath, I will always apologize to you and feel bad and try to make it up to you. I will never again yell at you. I will never again be upset at you. I understand that when you're upset, there's a reason. And if I don't understand the reason, I'll calmly wait for you to explain it to me. You have to show her that she's right. This is what heals the brain. You know what it is for a kid? My parents think I'm crazy. My parents think I'm wrong. My parents think I'm crazy. My parents think I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm, no, I'm angry at that. Either she's going to hate you or even worse, she's going to hate herself. Either she's going to hate you because you're monsters who ruined my life, or she's going to realize, no, I'm the monster. That's even worse. So we have to go ahead and build trust and rebuild trust, calm and patience. And the more she punches you, the better the tikkun. I deserve it. You're right. I hurt you. I kicked you when you were down. I don't, I cannot believe what I did. I kicked you when you were down. You were struggling. I didn't see the struggle. I didn't understand the struggle. I didn't try to understand. And I just yelled or screamed or punished. I didn't know. I'm so stupid. How can I do this to my own flesh and blood? Why did, why did this happen? Where was I? How come I was too busy? So, of course, she's attacking you. Why do you have so many kids? Because she thinks the reason why you couldn't see this is because you're so busy. You're busy with 100 kids, so you didn't have time for me. You, would, you should have seen me. You didn't even see me. You just saw what I did wrong. She's angry. Angry at everything that is part of her pain. We didn't go on trips. We don't have enough money. We didn't have... Rich kids also have this problem. And they also have all the tightness. But over here, anything that's wrong in her life, she's going to throw at you. But it's all because of one thing. If she had a happy life, she wouldn't mind not having money. If she grew up in a healthy home in Meir Sha'arim, they have 14 kids and no money, they're happy. But because she was unhappy, you have too many kids, you don't have enough money, you get angry too quickly, you don't care about me, you don't trust me, all the complaints come out because she's hurting. The only person that could save her hurt is you, either because you caused it or if even if somebody else caused it, because on top of that person causing it or mental illness or whatever it is, she feels it from you. Only you could take away the pain that she feels from you. And only you can give her the stability to believe in herself. And that's the punchline. You're right. In her perspective, she's right. You're right. You're right. I blew it. I'm sorry. When you get upset about something, I should either realize that I did something to cause you pain, or I should calmly wait for you to explain, express yourself, express yourself, and then say, listen, please explain to me in a future time so I understand you. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. 
If I, I hurt you, I, I apologize profusely, and I will never hurt you on purpose again. And if I ever do it by accident, please, if, if you're saying, ow, 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 don't feel bad. If I'm stepping on your toe and your toe is broken and you're screaming, ow, 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 I don't get angry at you. I stepped on your toe, either on purpose or by accident, or maybe it was an accident, but maybe I was careless. Maybe you're right. Or maybe you don't care anymore if I was careless, it was an accident. You just know you're in a lot of pain and I'm causing it. And I shouldn't have. That's not what a parent's job is to do. Put all of this together with words, with feelings, with feelings, because TP is about how you feel towards her. It's not a program that you're doing. It's, it's becoming an understanding parent. I understand my, my kid is good. And if any of my other kids who are good would have gotten stabbed with whatever's going on in her under the hood, whether it's emotional, psychological, psychiatric, if it, then they would be the troublemaker. She would be good. There's nothing wrong with her, her essence or her intellect. It's an emotional slash psychological, it's somewhere under the hood. It's here. She knows everything and she's good. But in between being good and knowing everything, there's a lot of pain. Let the pus come out. Tell her, I'll do anything to make you feel good. Like I told the boy in Home Sweet Home, he was so frustrated. He said, I got to hit something. And I said, okay, if it'll make you feel better, punch my arm. Big bruiser, big guy. He could have killed me. I took off my glasses. I said, just try not to hit my face. I said, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm here to make you feel better. And if you need to punch someone and I'm here, I'm punch me, I'll get over it. Just, you know, I want you to feel better. Of course he didn't punch me. He hugged me. He let me hug him. We had walls that were that had holes in it from punches in Home Sweet Home. I didn't care about the wall. I cared about them. I said, Shefala, what happened to you? Why are you so angry that you had so much frustration? You don't know what happened. I said, wow. The last thing I cared about is the wall. Sometimes I told them to put their name on top. They didn't, nobody punched the wall for fun. I took them to the gym. I got them a thing to punch. I said, you got to express yourself. They were in high amounts of pain. They couldn't express themselves normally. It would come out wrong. It would come out with a lot of F words, every other word. I'm going to criticize. Oh, can't talk to me like that. How do, you, how do you say the F word? We don't talk like that. Someone's expressing themselves and they're in pain. We'll end with this. The Gemara tells us, Rib Shimon Bayechai, Rajbi. Shimon Bayechai, the Zayra Kaddish. He heard somebody cursing Hashem. Can you imagine? He went over to him and he said, Why are you cursing Hashem? Daven to him. You're in pain? Why curse Hashem? Pray that your problems should go away. So the man looked at him and said, You're right. I daven to Hashem that you should have all my problems. You should have all my pain. You want me to pray? That's my prayer. Rupshim Baichai said, he's right. He's right. You don't go to someone in pain and teach them, don't do 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 Shabbos is very important. You don't give lessons to people when they're in pain. You just have to be there for them. When they're out of pain, they'll behave just like you. You have to be there for them. How could you curse like this? How could you say this? How could you she doesn't mean it? That's her way of expressing it. She's in deep, deep deep, deep pain caused by you, either by accident, on purpose, careless, doesn't matter. You by accident bumped into your child who has a broken leg and they fell down the stairs and now they're screaming, you idiot, you idiot, you rebroke my foot. 
Don't talk like that to Tati. You effing idiot. Don't come to the hospital. No, no, no. How could you talk like that? Wait, wait. No. Accidentally, you re-traumatized her. And that's how you know. How do you know? Because when she's cursing you, that means you, you didn't just say to her, I love you more than anything. Here's a million dollars. Here's your new Lamborghini. That's not what happened. Something happened that caused her to feel pain from you. So now we embark on a mission, which is going to take time and you're going to have to be really humble and you're going to have to really not take it personally. You're going to go and and let the pus come out and you're going to operate deeper and deeper and tell her, I want to hear more because you want to sow this deep down. Tell me all, it's not going to be the first time. First, she's just going to curse you after a week or two. She needs you. She's going to call you again. You're going to say, by the way, you're so right. I'm so sorry. I hurt you. And please express yourself to me. And she's going to vomit it all out. I hope so. Hard to hear. I know. But I want her to vomit it all out. And then a few days later, I want her to do again until she says, die. Enough. Don't. Okay, I'm, I moved on. That's what happens. There's going to come a point where she's going to say, no. And you're going to say, again, I'm so, I, I was thinking about what happened between us. I'm so sorry what I did. And she's going to say, mommy, enough. Daddy, enough. It's okay. We're past that. That's what's going to happen. It's going to take time. You don't heal an entire broken essence in a day. But this is the Mahalach. I don't think there is any other Mahalach. It does not require Shomer Matzala police. It doesn't require fighting, screaming, yelling. It requires being humble, being honest, that in her perspective, she doesn't feel she can trust her parents, which is a lifelong machla that is in your hands to cure. Hashem should give you the kayach, the power to be able to do it. There's someone who contacted me that they're going through the same thing in a different country and not, not the other person that I mentioned. And they're going to therapy to learn how to emotionally detach from their child so because they're, they're sick from it. I'm not asking you to emotionally detach. You have to be fully attached to her. But there is a certain part you have to understand. What she's saying is meaningless. As a Sashem, when you rebuild the connection to her, and when you, you, when you rebuild the trust with her, then she will talk differently. She'll be your best child, your most dependable child, the child that you can always count on, the one who is always there for you. And I'm saying that as a bracha, but not as a fantasy, because as many testimonies as you want are there from TP parents who have accomplished this with high, high, high percentage rate. Maybe it's, I think it's 100%, but let's just say 95%. So you have to embark on this very difficult mission. With Hashem's help, you will be the next testimony to give chizuk to other parents who are in this crazy situation and don't know how to get out of it. Amen.